Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so, so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HLS in the building, mean boundaries, we ain't never been friends. Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five Cents. My Five Cents. My Five Cents Podcast. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the My Five Cent Podcast, the family debate show where we talk about perspectives and the art of persuasion. How y'all doing this week, fellas? Good. I can't complain. I can't complain. Cold, man. Cold. Cold. It's cold as hell in the New York area. You got to layer up, man. You got to layer up. Layer up. I'm in the house. (laughs) 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 What do you want me to layer up in the house for? You're not outside with it? Even outside. I I can't even go outside. It's too cold out now. It's too cold out. So let's go ahead and introduce our guest for this week. Our guest is a stand-up comedian and social media content creator from the Bronx, from the BX, New York. All right. He has performed all over New York City, including venues such as Harlem Nights Bar, New York Comedy Club, and Broadway Comedy Club. As a member of an organization called The Rue, he has also co-produced and headlined his own sold-out comedy show called A Black-Ass Comedy Show at Basquiat's Bottle in Brooklyn, New York. He also has a comedy album entitled These Ain't Dad Jokes, available on all streaming platforms. Please welcome to the show stand-up comedian Kenny Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, what's, what's up, Kenny? On, what's up, Kenny? Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. So let's get you into this icebreaker, which is Kenny. Yeah. What is your superpower and how has it assisted you in your journey? Oh, my, my, I think my superpower is humor. I'm not going to lie. And um, with humor is allowing me to make people around me feel comfortable and enjoy, and enjoy my space and my time, my company. I'm also an educator, a teacher, middle school teacher. So I use a lot of humor to build rapport with the kids and get them engaged in my lessons. And my humor has gotten me my wife. So that's part of the charm, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> when you make them laugh, you in there. So you, you talk about humor and mm-hmm. it helping you and building rapport with young people. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where the humor kind of went in the wrong direction and it got you into a little bit of a circumstance? Yeah, and some of my some of my social media funny comedy stuff. Sometimes I'll talk about my students or like teaching stuff. No, you know, no names specific or anything like that, but some of like one time parents have found my social media and said and then took it as like, oh, he's talking about my kid and whatever, mm. and, you know, putting two and two together, trying to make connections. And so I had to deal with that with admin a little bit and like clarify and take some things down that they, you know, social media of being offended. A, fo- a follow up to that. So yeah. how, how does that impact you? Because you are a, a social media content creator, mm. right? Now, do you feel like you're too boxed in because you're so conscious of I, I'm a teacher and I, I they had me take down these things before. So now I'm kind of locked in a boxed into my, my my creativity because of that reason. I'm second guessing myself. How do you balance that dynamic? So, you know, yeah, yes and no. Some of it is like if I'm using direct 
school humor. Like if I'm creating stuff, like I think I did do a video where I was like in the classroom. There was no kids at the time, but there was like a, a TikTok song where it sounded yeah. like kids were like yelling and stuff. And I was like, when you come back from spring break and you don't really acknowledge that, whatever. It wasn't real, but you know, people watching it didn't really know. So now I know, okay, let me not do stuff actually in the classroom. So there's no stuff like that. And, and it also actually kind of makes me go, all right, let me find other things to joke about than just my teaching stuff so that I don't fall like you said where I'm just making teacher content and that kind of stuff so and then it makes me stretch my creativity a bit so that like okay I'm not being specific or how can I talk about this thing where this topic where it might have been related to teaching but maybe I can keep the punchline change the premise and relate it to something else because usually when you see these like reports or articles on like teachers and social media it's like teacher dress is too sexy for classes mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. something like that which is always interesting yeah yeah, yeah. there's actually a video that went viral there was this there's this new tiktok trend where it's like i'm a black teacher oh. and and of course I, I think with this person she had grills and of course i have my grills in you know mm-hmm. i'm a black teacher so she got to the point where she was like i'm a black teacher and she was like yeah, of course I talk junk with my para that, you know, helps me out. And then the para mm-hmm. says, yeah, fuck them kids. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, next up, it's going to be like, I'm a black teacher. And once this goes viral, I'm going to get fired. You know, yep. like it's over. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you do got to, you do kind of got to be careful with like that. Like you don't want to go too far with it, but it's a weird time because it's like, it's, it's only about who the right or the wrong person or group of people to see it and then it's a big thing because some people that can't not just can't take a joke but can't tell when something is just a joke you know what i mean so it's that's the hard part speaking of that comedy is very subjective right Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. you find funny social do may not find funny and and vice versa right it's super subjective yeah are certain jokes just not funny always or is it the audience that you have to pull to your side? Is there anything that's off limits? Some things, I think, like in, in all humor, there's probably someone who's going to be offended by something. Like, not, mm-hmm. like you said, not everyone defi- uh, finds everything funny. But I do think it's a way you go about it. And I do believe in timing, right? Like, like if you just lost someone, a parent or something, like, that might not be the time to, that's not the time to joke about it. Like they just lost it. They're still feeling the emotion of it. That's not the right time to to joke about it. But then there's also a way, like, if not joking about the loss, but something in it to make that person, you can make a person laugh through the situation because humor is one of those unique things where, like, you can laugh no matter what you're feeling. Like you can be crying yeah. and laugh. You can be angry and something can make you laugh. Like So I do think it's a matter of taste because sometimes some things are in bad taste or like low-hanging fruit, you know, that's just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that's that joke was too obvious, too in your face that it's just like, are you being intentionally offensive and funny, right? Like there's that bully that, or like, you know, when you get roasted at school, you're like, it's making people laugh at their expense. Mm-hmm. But it's not that person who's being made fun of doesn't find it funny. But yeah. you can, you know what I mean? So I, I do think there's a balance to it and there's a way to talk about it. Like you can tell when someone is, as they say, laughing with you versus laughing at you. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, very much so. I feel like there's two groups that you just can't touch. And that's the Jews and then that's 
the gay homosexual community, that right there, you can't touch them. I mean, they they don't change reggae music. <laughs> as Bob Genius pointed out, like, what is it, T.O.K.? They don't even play yeah. their song anymore. They don't even play their banger anymore because it's like, nah, we can't mention the Chichiman no more. Like, it's, so yeah, I feel that, like... That one, it was, but you, I mean, those songs were kind of aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> they was kind of aggressive and homophobic. smooth as hell. Yeah. I'm also Jamaican, so I do understand. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's some but, of the songs that I'm like, ah, this is. But 99% of the non Jamaicans had no clue what the song was about. This so even exactly. if it went hard, they were this like, oh, true. yeah, this is a banger. That beat, that beat, whatever. Let me pull a shorty next to me and start mm-hmm. going at They're it. But I have no idea what they were saying. You know? Yeah, it's see, it's hard to be offended when you harmonizing through your whole thing. <laughs> <Right? laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is soulful. It's offensive, but it's soulful. Yeah, the way that I, I think, beat drops, think, it's like, yeah, I think I it's all in it. how you deliver it. Like, like even just now, like I said, if you're harmonizing through your homophobia. Mm-hmm. I'm not laughing. I'm not making fun of homophobia. I'm laughing at the them making and that being homophobic. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah. so I feel like even if I'm homosexual, I can laugh at that because it's like, yeah, that was kind of. It's just. It's a way to go about it. It's tricky. It's definitely a delicate balance, but I think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's possible as well. I think the one example that maybe we have is Dave Chappelle, you know, that he seems to still be getting by where I think Mm -hmm. other comedians would probably get canceled. Um, But Dave Chappelle still has a voice in this industry. People still tune in. Those Netflix specials. Dave Chappelle is someone who's like he's intelligent and he's insightful in what he's saying. And so I feel like oftentimes the people that get offended are just looking at the face value of the joke and not actually like hearing his message and what he's saying. Like a lot of the stuff it was he was saying, like all of us, like you can't like you said, the alphabet community has made it so that you can't say anything. But then it's like, but there's no problem saying anything about black people and that negativity. So it's like he was kind of like, how did y'all jump us? And not even just jump us, but like, yeah. what about the black people who are also in that community? They can't get the same level of praise or defense when they're offended. It's like just white males. So it's like, wait a minute, something, this is, even in your outrage, there is an equality. So yeah. that's what he, you know what I mean? So he's like trying to point that out, which is what comedians do quality good comedians point out the like obvious like hey does no one else see what's happening yeah, like the, the, the hypocrisy almost right and, right. and try to and make so, light of it yeah yeah exactly you kind of laugh at it because it's like oh we not going all right cool <laughs> that's all right uh, we you saw what i saw okay <laughs> that's fine we you just gonna laugh at the you saw that okay cool Okay, let me ask you, so you're a comedian and, and a teacher, so you have experience with students and kids. Like, which came first for you? Like, is was it at, like simultaneous or like, how did you come about one or the other? Oh, yeah, I was definitely, so I was teaching first. I was teaching first. Actually, it's it, this, the story that led me to, to stand up actually was because of teaching, kind of. Um, I was definitely teaching first. I've been teaching now. This is my 11th year. Um, and I've been doing stand up for almost five years. This April will be five years. I was, as a teacher, I've always been into comedy and, you know, the 90s, all the greats, everyone you know, all informational for me. And it's like through life, I kind of studied them and go, how do I just be funny? So I'm one of those guys that felt like I was situational funny, but to stand up on stage and just make people laugh out the blue was, I didn't think I could do it. 
But a friend of mine is an R&B singer, his name's Lavelle, and he had a performance at a spot called Harlem Nights in Harlem. And there was a guy who was helping produce the event with him. He used to is a comedian himself, and he hosts events. I was hosting because I used to. I'm personality wise, like I can, you know, I don't have a problem being on stage. I used to rap, so that guy saw me because I was stalling for my friend Lavelle for one point, and I just was just being funny to like make time go by. The guy who was a producer, his name is Joe Hill. He became a dean at my school, like that following, it's like yeah, five years ago, fall, following fall at my school. So I'm like, okay. And I believe in like signs. So I'm like, what yep. are the odds that we are end up working together? So he used to have shows every week. I would go support his show. And every day he's like, yo, you're funny. I saw you on the performance and you're funny. When are you going to come do five minutes? And I'm like, nah, I I can't. He's like, bro, you're a teacher. You There's got to be something that's funny in your class that you can make jokes about. And so I'm like, all right. And I go back to class and this situation happened in my class where, and I talked about it in my special, where I had these twins that didn't like each other, like identical twins. And they're like roasting each other. Like, yo, I you know how ugly you look. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> so, so I was like, no, if I, this was one of those moments where it happened. And then I'm thinking about what Joe told me. And I'm like, if I were to tell someone this story, it, they would, no one would believe me. And so that was the first joke that I crafted and um, brought that to stage. And I had just recently became a dad and I have a daughter. So, you know, all the thoughts that as a dad to a daughter happens. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the fact that I'm having these thoughts. I can make them a joke. And so yeah. part of my first five minutes was the twins and some of the thoughts of having a daughter and that and it started it i went first five minutes harlem nights and i've been going since nice nice yeah we used to play spades with with some friends and there were two brothers and their team name was i hate you no i hate you because (laughs) they couldn't get along like so i can relate a little bit they weren't twins but they could have been it was Mm. the dynamic was just always off that's funny do you remember what some of the things the twins were were like bashing on each other about oh no it was yo it's been, like it was really like yo he yo he's yo you man ugly and i'm like yo, that's just, <laughs> yo you know he's like yo he look like mario and i'm like you look like so you look mom, like luigi like what do you your, say? your mama's this wait that's my <laughs> mama then, too wait <laughs> but i'm like and i'm saying that to him he's like nah look at him he look mad sad i don't be sad like that i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like bro what <laughs> but I also, and I also teach special ed. So it was kind of like they, you know, they, it, and they didn't grow up together. Like one lived with mom, one lived with dad. Oh, and when they had come wow. to my class was the first time they were like together for that interesting. period of time. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. So it was, it, that whole year two was also helping them build their relationship with each other and not realize that they didn't have to fight all the time just because they disagreed. And then, you know, they're being, they're trying to be, they're middle schoolers, preteens. So that's what, you know, the dozens and roasting, that's what they do. It just, they would do it to each other and the rest of the class is looking at them like. Confused. That's not how that's supposed to go, but all right. <laughs> Whatever. Like, I, I, like, how did that situation even go pop off? You're like, wait, was this like a one night stand? Now we got twins. You know what? I'm gonna take one twin, you take the other, and then we call it. I think, like, I think the parents you? separated, and then one took one, one went with the other, and one went, and then that year it was like, okay, now we're both living with dad to go to the same school. I don't listen, man. The amount of the <laughs> dynamics that a lot of these students deal with at actual home, I can only imagine. Is bonkers. Yeah. It's I can only imagine. 
Yeah, it's wild. Which yeah. I guess that leads us into what we are here to talk about, which is oh, the yeah. kids. You know, the My Five Cents Podcast. We love the kids over here. We love the kids. We do love the kids. Yeah, we're kind of like Wu-Tang with it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Yeah, like Trick Daddy. Trick love the kids, you know. <laughs> so HLS, go ahead and uh, explain what is the topic for today. So the topic for today is things that kids could get away with today that we couldn't back in the day. Mm, so that's no. the focus for tonight's episode. I feel like that, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, man. Oh, man. And Logical Genius, go ahead and explain to our guests and our listeners what's about to happen next. All right, Kenny. So we've established your expertise in the realm of kids and knowing kids. You've, you've been the teacher. You've obviously been a kid yourself. You are also a parent. So mm-hmm. you know what it's like growing up back in the day and then seeing how kids are growing up now. And yeah, we need I, I you to, too. Yeah. So you, we, we need you to help us figure out which one of us has the best list on this topic. Things that kids get away with today that they couldn't back then. Got and it. HLS, Soso Juve, and I are each going to present to you our list of our top five things. Okay. Uh, we don't know each other's list. We've never seen it, so we have no idea what each other are saying. And at the end of it, you get to decide which one of us has the best list. Got it. So we, actually, we start with third place, right? Who has the worst list? Because we have to ha- we have to laugh at the loser. <laughs> we don't care about yeah. second place because second place doesn't matter, right? Who cares about second place? And we want to know who the number one list belongs to. Who has the best list for this particular topic? Got it. Okay. And HLS, please explain to our judge, what is the criteria for judging? Kenny, so you're a teacher. You you have standards. You have rules. You have things Uh you have to follow. For tonight's show, there's none of that. There is no criteria. Not a none. You might like the fact that I can relate to the youth of today. And that's why you choose me. You might like the presentation because it's all about the presentation. You might like the combination of things on a particular list. Solely up to you. Whatever you decide, it's up to you. But your first task is you get to decide who goes first. Okay. HLS. So since I was talking to you first. Okay. Habitual line stepper. Here we go. So... Kenny, you know, we grew up in a different time. The times are different now. Kids are different. So when I grew up, you know, the internet was was just kind of starting, Mm -hmm. right? And back in the day, my mom used to tell me, don't get in a car with strangers. Mm -hmm. And when the internet popped off, it was like, don't meet anyone alone that you met on the internet. Mm -hmm. Now today, you're getting into strange cars. Mm-hmm. People in the middle of the internet, Uber and Lyft have become standard place in today's society. That's number five. And yeah. number four, yo, shut that game off. Go to bed. Shut, shut that video game off. Now, kids are like, but mom, dad, I'm practicing for the tournament. Video games, in the top 100 video game players, professional video game players, they can make upwards of 125K. 125K to play video games professionally. It's a job, people. It wasn't like that when I was growing up. It wasn't like that. Yeah. And number three, privacy. When I was growing up, I had no privacy. When girls used to call the house for me, my mom would be like, who's calling? Oh, Randy, it's a day's day. Randy, it's Jen. Randy, it's Lisa. 
Who are all these girls calling you? Now, they have cell phones. <laughs> they could call anytime they want. They could text anytime they want. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And number oh, two, it's perfectly legal now. It's perfectly legal. Kids can smoke weed. Now, when I was growing up, you had to have a big brother or someone <laughs> to, to get it for you. Now you can be 18 and get a medical marijuana card and, and just smoke. Yeah. You, you could do gummies. Gummies, when I was growing up, they, they were candy. They were candy. Now mm-hmm. gummies, <laughs> it's not the same. You have to ask. You have to specify what kind of gummy yeah. is this because you never you gotta know. Be careful. You got to have a special draw for that. <laughs> That's a special draw for that. And then number one, the number one thing kids can get away with today that they couldn't back in the day is watching adult films. It's in the palm of their hand with their phone. My first, my first adult film that I see was at my neighbor's house, whose older brother went into his dad's closet and found a video. I remember the video because it stained my brain. It was Bad <laughs> Girls 3. That's what I saw growing up. I'll never forget <laughs> it. Never forget it. Three. But now oh, kids can they can just type in a website in their phone and, oh and it's always they can just Google images. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, you remember the Spice Channel? Oh, Spice! Or even before that late night cable where you have to like like tune in if you didn't get the reception, you have to like watch the squiggly lines. Yep. So yeah, like I, mean, I think that was a nipple. I don't know. <laughs> Squint your eyes. Like, wait a minute, what's mm-hmm. that? And you was hyped for that. You was hyped. You were hyped. You knew. People go, oh, I'm gonna turn this channel and try to get in clear because it might be a good 30 <laughs> seconds of clarity, and that was enough for you back in the day. That was it. Now they got Twitter. <laughs> now they got Twitter. <laughs> so Kenny, that's my five cents on things kids get away with today that we couldn't back in the day. Now gotcha. who do you want to hear from next? Let's just go around. So so Jav. Jav. Excuse me. So so Juve in the building. Let's go, Kenny. This is what I got. This is my five cents. And I promise you, people, I had no idea what Kenny's profession was up until this episode. And at number five, I have disrespect your teacher. Yo. See, this is about generations. My mm-hmm. parents came from the generation where the teachers would beat them with rulers. I'm not from that generation, but my parents were. Mm-hmm. And if I disrespected the teacher, mm-hmm. my parents will pull out the ruler for them. For them. Yep. yep. I got in trouble at school around my birthday, and they took my whole birthday away. I didn't get no gifts. <laughs> I didn't get no cake. I did that two years in a row. Two years in a row. No <laughs> birthday gifts. year was a wash. Yeah, yeah, gone. And you know, I remember the second year it happened. I was like, "Damn, again around my birthday!" Like, damn, that's two birthdays in a row. I got no gifts, so don't disrespect the teacher. Facts. They used At- to be them parents that would tell the teacher to, that they could hit the kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We don't got that anymore. These kids yep. nowadays can say whatever they want to the teacher. They can say whatever Crazy. they want. Crazy. At number four. I also have play on electronics all day. My parents used to kick me out the house, literally. My mom would say, you are not going to play on that ching, ching, ching all day. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, once again, people, I come from a Haitian household. You know what I'm saying? This is an Indian household. So y'all may not have had these experiences. I had these experiences. You ain't played all that ching 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 all day. Get out this house. Yo, okay? let's have a game and go outside. Go outside. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But these kids nowadays, they wake up to the tablet, they fall asleep to the tablet. Yeah. Number three. Now, you kind of spoke about this bullying thing, and I'm about to get personal. But number mm. three, I have not taken care of personal hygiene. See, I come from the place where if you don't come correct, your feelings will get hurt. And this is a mm-hmm. true story. <laughs> I went to school one day in my youth, and mm-hmm. I was ashy. I was ashy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. This one classmate, Charlie, I'll never forget him. He saw me and he said, damn, you the whitest black kid I've ever seen. (laughs) Ever since then, I did not miss a day of putting lotion on me. These kids will be ashy. They won't have their hair combed. They'll come in nappy. Yo, You might be lucky if they brush their teeth. They come in with the drool stains still on their mouth. The naps kill me. Cause I'm from that era of having a brush at all times. Yeah. Wave, yeah. wave game all point all day. At all times. You you couldn't get away with that before. But now mm-hmm. it's like it's all good. Now it's peasy peasy and knotted. I'm like, come on. You didn't even put that. What happened to the ultra sheen? Where's <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Ultra Sheen? No can something? They're not even sponging no more. They just waking up, coming outside. Ugh. Oh my goodness. So at number two, I have cussing in front of adults. Mm. Yo. There are certain things that you would have to call upon with Jesus. Once again, going back to my island roots there, sometimes they have to call on Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the whole holy family, right? They call If I cussed, there was only one time that I have cussed in front of my parents. And these kids, it's just, it's free for all. Mm-hmm. I give you the A. No. On social media. This is on social media. Is the girl like four? Is that girl like four years old? And you know what I keep saying to myself? This is these these are the girls that my son are gonna end up dating. Yeah. And I promise you, I promise you that girl don't know her ABCs for real. Oh yeah! My what, they, what they used to say? I hope you know your books like you know them songs. Yeah, right. I know she don't know her books. <laughs> so I got number one for you, Give it to and me. that is twerking. <laughs> my father once got pissed at my sister because she found a boyfriend in college. That boyfriend is now her husband. I think he's still pissed. <laughs> he, was like, Yo, he didn't send you out to school for no boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister better not even think about going outside in no short shorts, show too much skins. But no, no, Kenny, not with these thoughts. These thoughts. <laughs> these, not these the thoughts. Oh my God. I now present to you 
Exhibit B, Kenny. Oh, man. Oh, this, this, this makes me uncomfortable. It's the comment, too. Oh, my God. Oh, this hurts. This, this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> this, 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 this makes me uncomfortable. It's like, I'm a mandated reporter. This is not... <laughs> okay. and, and these parents put it on social media because they think it's cute. Yeah, I know. I never understood that. I never understood that. And that right there, Kenny, is my five cents on the topic. Well, kids get away with now that no way in hell that that would happen before. No. Up next, you're going to listen to a dissertation from the logical genius <laughs> on the yeah, topic. Because I'm, I'm the greatest. So, Kenny, I, I appreciate you trying to follow along with HLS and trying to follow along with Sosuchu. But here's the real list. Here's my five cents, right? I agree. Number five is at is talking back to adults, right? Because kids have this thing called the internet, right? And they can use that to threaten you in so many ways. They can look up child services websites. They can record your, their parent. And I've seen this and put it on Instagram and put you on blast or Facebook and put you on blast and embarrass you. Mm-hmm. So nowadays parents are more fearful of their kids than the kids are fearful of them because they feel like they can get away with murder more than what their parents can do to them as punishment for anything that they can do. So that's number mm-hmm. five for me. At number four, it's more of a personal thing, I think, but I think it, it kind of applies to everyone. So back in the day, Kenny, uh-huh. I in middle school, I we were given this option in terms of what class you want to take. I used to be able to take a wood shop class, mm. right? Or this other thing called like home ec, right? They teach you how to cook, teach you how to do all these home ec type of things. Wood shop was full. So I had no choice but to take home ec, right? So I learned how to sew, I learned how to bake, right? One of the assignments was making a pillow, right? Basic pillow with an artwork design that you drew. What did I draw? I drew two machine guns and the guy getting shot. Never would not get away with something like that today. There's any kind of artwork where you're depicting guns and violence. Kids, you couldn't get away with it. Mm-hmm. At number three, I have watching porn. I agree with HLS. I mean, porn is in your hand, but I think the issue is back in the day, you only had one television, right? So you had to plan your porn watching when <laughs> your brother who shares the room with you or your, and your other brother who shares the room with you was asleep or your parents were asleep and you were hoping that they don't hear the, the volume, you had mm-hmm. to lower it and then you had to play it. If you somehow got a hold of your pops' VCR collection and you're playing it and you're making sure when you're rewinding it, it's not too loud when you're rewinding <laughs> or fast forwarding the scenes. But nowadays, pop it in your hand, go to the bathroom, go to the toilet, pop it in your hands and you're good. Mm-hmm. At number two, I think this is being a teacher. You could probably appreciate this. Plagiarism. I mean, back in the day, I had to go through volumes and volumes of encyclopedias. I had to do... In order to plagiarize, I had to actually work at plagiarizers, right? I had to go to the library. Shout out to Encyclopedia Britannica. Seriously, right? <laughs> and, and, and like nowadays, yeah, Google. Google search it real quickly and then pull whatever information for your report, for this, for your homework assignment. Now it's even worse because we got this thing called what? AI, right? All you mm-hmm. have to do is pop some questions to AI and AI will write you your entire biography about Christopher Columbus about whoever you want and it'll summarize it for you, put it all in a nice little presentation and then you just submit that. So plagiarism for me is number two. 
And number one, I think this is something that those from the previous generation probably could appreciate. At number one, I would say video games, just like HLS. And I go back to what I was saying before about watching porn. You only have one television, right? So usually, back mm-hmm. in the day, the video games that you played and the TV broke, whose fault was it? Your fault because you were playing video games on it too much. <laughs> right? Even though that may not have been the case. That may not have been the reason for the TV break. It was just an old TV that your parents had for 30 years and it broke, right? But Sad. no, because you played that video game for far too long and you didn't get off when they told you to get off, you broke the damn television. But nowadays, that doesn't happen because you have video games on your phone. You have video games in your room. You have a computer in your room. You have a TV in your room. You have eight or six different televisions in the house. And you can get away with watching and playing video, excuse me, with playing video games while your parents are doing something else watching TV or your brother's watching TV in another room. And they're like, I don't care if you play video games because I'm doing my own thing, watching Netflix or Prime Video or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So number one for me is playing video games. And Kenny, that is my five cents on the topic. That's a solid list, and I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie. So, Kenny, yeah, what's gonna happen is next week we are gonna go through a little bit of cross examination to see if we can sway you in the right direction. So, tune in next week, everybody, to see who Kenny chooses as the loser and as the grand champ. See y'all next week. Next week. <laughs>